When I was reviewing the lessons for this Epiphany Sunday, the 5th, I was struck by the passage, of course, of the fisher and the fishing of people. And I, have, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Chuck Gompert's comments here at St. John's that impacted me and I mentioned many because he was always quick to point out that the disciples were in fact probably 11 to 12, maybe 16 years old. The oldest probably was Peter who was probably 18. I remember that because I was struck by the fact that I had forgotten about their youthfulness and I always saw them as older people going out and doing the ministry of our Lord. It was kind of a shock to my system because I, as a 12, 14, 16, 18-year-old, I'm not sure I would have picked up on the fact that because you caught a lot of fish, that suddenly you could become a follower of Jesus. Now, I've been fishing before, and I remember my aunt and uncle were very patient with me. They took me to a small pier, and I cast my net out into the, or the line out into the water, and uh, finally rolled it back, and the worm that my uncle had put on the hook was gone. But I caught nothing. I finished the whole can of worms and had nothing. So to me, fishing was a very frustrating experience. My uncle, on the other hand, was a type that he would go out at 4.30 in the morning and he'd catch fish and he also would pick up nets, he would pick up oars and other things that he found along the way. He was quite the fisherman of the family. But I didn't fare so well. It even went on as an experience. I finally thought I would take my son, Derek, at five years old, and we'd go out on the pier in near Longboat Key, and we'd cast out for some fish. Well, I must say, at least I caught two sunnies the first time we were out there. They were small, and they had to be returned quickly. <laughs> my son, meanwhile, caught a striped bass, a uh, silver trout. The fourth time we were out, he caught a two-and-a-half-pound pompano. I still was only catching my sunnies. So fishing, and this analogy of fishing, to me is very difficult and painful. Even though they were young people, they, in fact had an experience of a multitude of fish which caused them to respond to the individual who said, cast the nets out the other way. They would get up and walk away with him. Now going back to Chuck's analogy, these youths were in fact given the opportunity in the historical perspective of following someone who would be a rabbi, a teacher. And even the parents acknowledge this. So by them leaving the boats, they certainly hurt 
the fishing industry, I'm sure. But they were in fact charged with the opportunity to be with Jesus and learn at his feet. Time and time again, they would experience the magic of his miracles, his healing, and so forth. But they would always come back and ask the questions that came from themselves. James and John, uh, Jesus, are we going to sit on your right side? Jesus had to remind them that wasn't his to give. Peter himself, later on, denying Christ, or at one point he's saying, Christ, you are the Messiah. And five verses later, in the same passage, he is told to get behind Jesus because he, in fact, was violating what the relationship with God was at that experience. So it's interesting, this youthfulness, this ability to learn, I thought perhaps we ought to flip on the mask of being the child inside. I experienced that becoming a clown. And I had to go back to childlike thinking, childlike behavior, childlike observations. I panicked at first because it opened a whole world that I had closed off. The spontaneity, the amazement about how people would interact and care. And when you did a, a stupid little smile on your face because it was a clown face, people would giggle and touch into their own inner child. I've done communion services where in fact I get everyone up to dance and sing and follow the leader and the adults and children together were freed up to experience that youthfulness. So I'm asking you today in this epiphany to look back and say, okay, if we're called to be fishers of people, what does that really mean for us? What is the challenge in becoming, casting our nets out to bring more people in? What are our experiences and what are our frustrations and what are our shortfallings and what also are our joys and insights and expansions? Helen Caldicott, a pediatrician from Australia, got France to discontinue the atmospheric nuclear problem they were creating in the Pacific. They banned those tests. Bread for the World started off with five people. I had an experience where Sheila's family, David and his wife Tasha, lived in Chico, and after the fires that destroyed paradise, we went up and I volunteered to help with an open kitchen. The same staff of people that had been in Puerto Rico. And it was interesting to me the number, the allotment of food that was provided, and it was like an abundance of fish, an abundance of people giving so that other people could eat. 
and there were 2,500 people a night. I was stunned. Would I want to cast my net out to be a volunteer like that? Yes, I would. Did I? Not yet. There's also other experiences, and particularly when you look at what children have done, some children during this pandemic, where they met needs, starting small, just going around giving something out to other people so that they were feeling still connected to someone else. And I remember seeing one of the projects that started off by one child taking some food around, all of a sudden, his parents' garage was filled with voluntary contributions. The village that he lived in became caught up in celebrating food and giving it to one another. That's casting a wonderful net. I think what we all need to do, particularly in this time, this environment, in this day where in fact hatred seems to have the play, is to throw our net out in a way that we can open our hearts and minds to God's love here and now. To be present in the mystery of faith. Jesus calls us to be lovers of one another and find God in our hearts, minds, and bodies. That's a huge cast, but we need to share it as a community together. We need to cast the net to those who are in fact lost in anger and hatred, for those who are seriously ill and sick and need comfort and presence of people. There are so many nets that we can cast. The problem is, we have to find a way to free our child up. Because it's in that child's response that we open ourselves legitimately to the people around us and the world around us. I'm always mystified, and I've had the experience of seeing three young children recently. And these three children reflect eyes of joy, of hope, of happiness, and even a little trickery now and again. This wonderful gift of youth should inspire us to be more like that even as adults to open our hearts and minds to the experience of Christ in all of us and every one that we throw our nets out to. Amen.